Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. How are you today? I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. The Flames have finally made time for their makeup games and their very busy schedule, only to make their schedule even busier. And we will talk about that right after this. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone. How are you today? I hope you're having a fantastic evening. I'm sorry that this that this podcast is up later than usual. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know it's been a bit of a rough day. Um, so today's podcast is dedicated to my late father, who uh, just was a big hockey fan, and I'm sure he'd be very excited to see me tackling this podcast. But I'm Jess Balmosto, uh, Metropolitan Riveters Public Relations Team. Thank you for making Locked On uh, your first listen of the day you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. We're free 99 wherever you get us. And if you like free, YouTube is also free. Uh, I'm a big fan of things that are free, especially as a college student. So let's dive right into this. We have a date for all of those <laughs> missed December games. And there are just 47 games remaining in the season. That's a little bit over half, obviously, because, you know, 41 and 41 equals 82. So a quick math there for you. But uh, they have a busy schedule. Vegas, February 9th, and then, uh, well, these are home. All of these except the last two are home. So Vegas is coming to town on February 9th, and then the next night, Toronto's in town. New York Islanders are there on February 12th. On February 15th, the Columbus Blue Jackets pay a visit to the Saddle Dome. February 16th, the Anaheim Ducks are in town. And that should be a really good game considering that the Ducks are sitting like second in the Pacific Division. So I'm sure that they will be fighting for playoff points. And uh, that makes me nervous. <laughs> and then Seattle is there on uh, February 19th. And Seattle's just kind of chilling at the bottom of the barrel in the Pacific. You know, we've been there. We know how it is. So come on over to the Saddle Dome and uh, we'll give you a warm welcome. And that will more than likely be Gio's, um, what do you call it? Tribute. I Has he, because they haven't, unless they're in, I almost said my hometown. Nope. Unless they're in Calgary. Uh, between now and then, I think that that's uh, Seattle's first game in uh, the Saddle Dome. And then you have Winnipeg coming on the 21st of February. Edmonton is in town on March 7th. And then Chicago will travel to Chicago on April 18th. And then the next night they are in Nashville. Ten back-to-backs um, at when you look at this, the rest of this schedule, which is a lot. And I'm not sure what the original schedule looked like, but I don't think it had that many. And I certainly don't think any team should have to play that many back-to-backs in an 82-game season. That's a lot. You know, it's a lot different for sports like baseball, <laughs> 
when you're not, you know, as physical and it's not as contact heavy, but 10 back to backs is quite a lot. And I'm interested to see how that will affect uh, the playoff standings because obviously not every team was uh, um, uh, affected the same way that Calgary was when it came to this COVID outbreak. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Last year, they played a ton of back-to-backs with their condensed schedule. And even like, not even necessarily back-to-backs, but they were playing more frequently. And they had a 36-year-old defenseman on their first pairing and you know he did pretty well so (laughs) I think the Flames will be okay and knock on wood if they stay healthy I think they will ride this wave just fine uh we're gonna talk about it more later in the show but you know winning all of these games are not sustainable and losing all these games are not sustainable there are teams that I worry about when, it, you know, in the mix of things, you have to worry about teams. You can't, you know, go into things too overly confident because then you end up just being like really bad and just not playing to the level you should be. But nothing worry like the only team that sets off like alarm bells <laughs> is Toronto um, and Vegas, which are ironically back to back games. So we can just rip off the band-aid there but uh Jack Eichel could be back by then because his timetable was February and he is skating with the Knights the Golden Knights now uh who knows what the you know the updated timetable will bring that's probably three weeks away uh so my god that's not that far away at all and (laughs) we'll just have to see how they finagle that cap space, whose knees they're going to be taking out in order to, you know, get that LTIR sort of deal going on. But again, Toronto, I, I worry about Toronto because they are going to be fighting for those points in the Atlantic because they want to get to the playoffs. They, and they want to be able to win a first round uh, since the first time since dinosaurs have roamed the earth. And, I think that that's very fair, and uh, I hope they don't win. I, When Toronto loses, the whole world wins. Like, it is truly, like, nothing brings hockey Twitter together quite like Toronto being eliminated. And I think that the Islanders in Columbus uh, don't really, they don't really bother me. You know, I think that they've, they've had their struggles this season, Last time I looked, I think it was last weekend, the Islanders hadn't even had their 10th win yet. Like, they were floating around, like, the Montreal Canadiens territory, which is kind of embarrassing considering they have made the Eastern Conference Finals three times in the last three years or something like that. So, you know, I'm not worried about them. Chicago doesn't really worry me. You know, like, they're an okay team. Like, they're a middle-of-the-road team, but... (sighs) Is it really, like, something to have to worry about? They, you know, the Flames have played them before this season, and I thought that it had gone fairly well, considering. But, again, you win some, you lose some. Like, these aren't games that, you know, are do-or-die sort of vibes. Um, And I don't worry about Seattle. I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, They are just not a good team, and... Sorry, sorry, Erica. 
uh, the host of <laughs> the Seattle Crack Logged on Kraken show. But the uh, Flames in Seattle, like they just they don't worry me. I don't think that the Kraken can put out the Flames, but you know it's again it's still too early to tell how teams will look that far down the road, and even what teams will look like two, three weeks from now. So you just got to take it day by day and just go with the vibes. That's kind of, (laughs) that's just kind of how hockey works. And coming up next, we are going to be talking about Daryl Sutter sticking with his plan, because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But first, head on over to BetOnlineAG to place your bets on there's football, there's some playoff games coming up, and then the championship games. So I'm more than certain you can place some bets there. And then basketball, March Madness is coming up. You can get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up today and use promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. All you have to do is sign up today, make that first deposit, and of course, use promo code Locked On. It's easy almost free and uh think my cat could do it the the nav the <laughs> website is very easy to navigate and you can do it from your phone or your computer so whatever you decide that is bet online ag and promo code locked on for your 50 percent welcome bonus lockdown flames continues thanks for following me on twitter at just and let's keep this conversation going if it ain't broke don't fix it. Daryl Sutter will be sticking to his lines that smothered the Panthers. And, you know, these are more than likely the lines they will be rolling into Edmonton with because uh, they had practice today and everything looks the same. So, you know, I don't think he'd switch it up two days before. And I'm not sure if they'll have skate tomorrow. They probably will. And then maybe an optional Saturday morning. But I just cannot get over how strong this roster was on Tuesday. Up and down, through and through, forwards, backwards, you name it. And this Calgary Flames team was doing it. From from that first shift, they set the tone. and And I'm a firm believer that that is why Sutter had that second line as his starters. Because they went out there strong, and they did not go in as if this was just a potential bloodbath. They fought off the Panthers and, like I said, set the tone for everyone else. And it was just glorious to see. And I, the roster just looks fantastic. Like, I, I don't know how much more I can gush about them without it possibly becoming, like, not safe for work. Because I just... I want to eat that second lineup. Like, I am just, it's such, like, and I'm not even talking about, like, ooh, these guys are, like, physically hot. Like, no, like, that line as, like, a hockey analyst is so sexy. You know, you got your, you have your strong offense, and then you have your strong defense. And just those three players mesh together so beautifully that I just want to, like, ooh, it's, like, prime rib. You just love to see it. And, The Oilers have plenty of weaknesses that the Flames can capitalize on. And we'll talk about this more tomorrow on the Friday show, really breaking down the nitty-gritty of the Oilers. But if you take McDavid and Dreisaitl out of the equation, they are an average, if not below average, hockey team. 
and a roster, even with the two two of the best hockey players in the world on your team, you are still struggling. Like, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? At the time I'm recording this, I'm going to check again, but it appears that they have not scored. Yeah, it's still 0-0 at the end of the first period against the Panthers. Like, what is going on? And I'm surprised that they have not been, like, beat up on because you know that that Duncan Keith and Cody CC freaking defensive pair is just a disaster. That that whole defense, like, we think that Branson and Zadorov are bad. We haven't seen anything like these two. And the Flames just <laughs> can't go in and underestimating these guys. You know, they the Oilers were out shooting the Panthers 14-2 to at one point. Uh, while I was ta- while I was outlining the show, so in the first period, and the Flames, like I said, can't go in and underestimate them. There's this rivalry here. It's a hockey night in Canada game. This is the first time these two teams are meeting all season, and I guarantee you, Matthew Kachuk is going to say something about Leon Dreisaitl being pissy because you know what? He likes to get under their skin. He is just like Brad Marchand, and he will. He knows what gets you going, and he knows just what it takes. So I I don't doubt it for a second that this will be I, – I don't think it will be as physical as the February 2020 game, but it is going to be an intense meeting of these two teams, and I'm quite looking forward to it. I think that any hockey fan would – look forward to this people were looking forward to this when the flames and oilers were trash last year so imagine if these two teams could get on the same page and be competitive okay had we not had the pause in 2020 these two teams would have met in the playoffs and how sick would that have been so maybe uh Maybe we just have to pay off the other teams and let the Oilers and Flames kind of fall together in the standings so we can get this playoff match, which I don't think we, I don't think we can write a check big enough for that. But like I said, the Oilers are not playing well. They have plenty of vulnerabilities that the Flames can capitalize off of. You know, there's there's a lot and we can just start by staring at the glaring, obvious goaltending and their defense. And then everything else. <laughs> and this team has lost six in a row. At the time I'm recording this, they have lost six in a row. Do not let this team get under your skin. Do not go in there and underestimate them. Go out there the same way you went out there on Tuesday night. And played the best team in the league. I don't care if you're playing the best team or the worst team in the league. You need to go out there and play that full 60 minutes at full strength. And just drill it home. Okay? Just drill it home. These, just beat up on them. Honestly, I think that would be so much fun to watch. I, I would like to watch that. Have the Flames and Oilers met this season? I feel like they have. No, they haven't. They haven't. I'm making that up. No, I was thinking of a preseason game. That's what I was thinking of. But (laughs) coming up next to close out the show, we are going to talk about the Flames' chance 
at momentum and how it will finally be falling into place and they are going to find their footing. Thank you so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast and wherever you uh, maybe watch some YouTube videos because we are on YouTube and you can hang out with Mr. Krabs and my candle of the day, which I don't have burning today. The Flames have finally been giving the ch- given the chance to gain momentum and lay the groundwork for a postseason run. They uh, released their schedule, or the NHL released the updated schedule, which we talked about in the first segment of the show. And, you know, the Flames can finally build off something. They have a level of certainty and just... You know, there's going to be some consistency there. And what does this team thrive off of, everyone? Yes, consistency. Thank you, loyal listeners. You know, this the offense is going. The defense is going. The goaltending is there. It like this, The Flames are on the same page, in the same book, on the same line, on the same word. Again, took them a little while to get back there, but they did it. And... They have to keep it going. I expect them to return to their natural state of strong offensive hockey uh, once they get over this hump in Edmonton because next week they play four games. I could not tell you the last time that this team played four games in a week. It had to have been last year, obviously before Christmas. Uh, I'm happy that we're getting that. They play the Blues I think that, yeah, they're traveling to St. Louis. Um, I'm hoping that this team beats up on Jordan Bennington and makes him look like a clown. And I dare him to try to fight someone because it's on, okay? It's on Bennington. I know you listen to this show, so keep an eye out, kid. And there will just be an opportunity for them to really lay the groundwork to build and to get their footing underneath them, which is what this team has needed since December, since they lost those four in a row. And when they came back, you know, they have, (laughs) they have some luck on their side and some momentum on their side with that five to one win over Florida. And obviously they're not going to win every single game, you know, It's not sustainable to win 47 games in a row, but it's also not sustainable to lose 47 in a row. And I think that fans need to realize that, like, you can win some and you can lose some. Yes, there will probably be some shootouts in there, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world if it goes to that because you have Johnny Gaudreau on your team. But, like, also, we're seeing flashes of vintage Monaghan and... If we can somehow figure that out, that would be really nice to get him back to being, uh, you know, decent second line center. But it's this team isn't going to crumble after they lose one game. Okay. Yes, they might lose a few in a row. But just like... Um, just like the Oilers player said the other day, you can win six, seven, eight in a row, and you can lose six and seven and eight in a row, just like that. And the season moves so <laughs> quickly that it's not worth working yourself up over, and it is certainly 
nothing that needs to be, you know, harped on, jumped all over and, you know, ridiculed and who are we shipping off? Who, what are we doing here? Who needs to go? Let's rearrange the lineups. Of course, unless you're my waiver line, we, we gotta do something about you. But I just think that it's going to be okay. You know, the Flames are still, I think they've just hit 40 games. And the other teams are in the division that are leading have played 45, okay? I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, especially to the Sharks and to the Ducks, but, and the Kings. You know, I, I like all of them, uh, the hosts on this network, I should say. And it's just, I just don't think that that is something that is going to be sustainable and something that is, um, what's the word? You're not going to finish the season with the Flames out of playoff picture. I just, I don't see that happening. Do I think one of those teams could grab a wild card spot? For sure. Absolutely. Do I see one of those teams dropping so the Flames can get in? Yes, of course I do. And I think that that is going to be a really good sign. And I think once the Flames kind of catch up in these games played and you start seeing things shake out in March and April, it's going to look real good for the Flames. I, I just, I have this feeling and I don't like going into things overly confident, but I just have this really good feeling, especially after that win on Tuesday. And I will have a much better feeling an even better feeling on Monday when we reconvene if they beat the Oilers. And even if they don't beat the Oilers, I will still be feeling, I will still be riding this high and I will be Miss Miss Cocky if I have to be. <laughs> so thank you all so much for tuning into Locked on Flames. Make sure that you are following me on Twitter at JustBelmosto. And make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube. Please, 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 please make sure. Uh, I'm going to start throwing up more visuals here and there so you can, like, get more of a taste of things. And, of course, if you're listening... Uh, on a listening platform, make sure that you're subscribed there as well and leave a five-star rating. And of course, a nice little review. Spotify now has the five-star rating as well. So you know that that would mean a lot to me. And I, um, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cause we're going to, we're going to break down the ins and outs of this 2022 Oilers team. Bye-bye.